This is the best of the big show with Russick and Rose on your home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Yeah, uh, as, as Jerry Howarth would say, we're in the afterglow of Eric Francis's uh, 20th annual pizza pig out. That was fun. A lot of fun last night. Uh, good times were had by all. A ton of money was raised by charity. I think Eric told me over a hundred grand last night was raised. Wow! Which Supporting is, kids sport, which we love. Yeah, which is an absolute uh, great, great night. Uh, what time mm-hmm. did did your head hit the pillow last night? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I fired off a tweet at some point around ten o two, and I think shortly after that, I crawled into bed, took the dog out. And uh, that was it. So about 10, 30, 11, I would say. Okay. Hopefully, yeah. I think, about that. That's a good idea after you've I, had some beverages. To I smoke-bombed out of there pretty good you did. yesterday. You were like a ninja. I did as best as I could. I tried to do it like three or four times, but persistent group we have. Yeah. And, uh, hey, come do it. have another drink. Have a shot. So um, this guy right here. Yeah, how'd you do? I uh, Well, first of all, I left with Eric Francis. Oh, that's always. So Eric Francis and I shared an Uber. <laughs> so that's when I left. <laughs> Like the guy who runs the event, first one there, last one out. I was there with him to the bitter end. I bet he's not up at six a.m. No, no, he didn't get up at uh, quarter to five like I did this morning. <laughs> so uh, we left at one. Oh, that's late, George. Yeah. So then I got home and I'm like, I got to catch up on the sport because I was I was at the Pizza Pig out all night. No TVs and Cowboys. No. Uh, well, there was, but I had to really catch up on what happened in the Thursday Nighter, what yep. happened in the NHL. Yep. You know, did all of that. Brad Marchand returned. That yeah, was surprising. He was great. Yeah. Um, had, uh, by the time I had some stuff to eat, because I was a little peckish when I got home, yep. probably fell asleep around quarter to two. There you go. And then had a good solid, you know, just over, just under three hours of sleep. So I'm good. I've declared it to uh, the boys in the back room today. I am not going to have a nap this afternoon. It's going to be a full-blown sleep. Yeah. I got the Arkells tonight. Very excited for that. That's cool. I got to get some rest in before I go rock out yeah. the Saddle Dome. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that is great. Um, yeah, last night was a ton of fun. And uh, we ticked the felt a little bit after. Oh, yeah. You play a little cards. So the problem is, like, I, I couldn't leave because I was on a heater. Oh, well... You know, See, that you can That's why I didn't want to sit down because all of a sudden you're on a heater and boom, like 2 a.m. rolls around. And at the beginning, it was a little hit and miss. Cards weren't going their way. And then I got on a heater. Yeah. So, won some money last night, had some fun. Uh, pizza Pig Out was great. It was my first foray into the Pizza Pig Out. But I, a- only have, I only have one bone to pick. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, again, everyone's awesome last night. We met, I met uh, Tree. Flames general manager Brad for Living, super nice man. Yeah, uh, was was actually interested when when you t- he wasn't like a hey like just shaking hands and like you, you get that empty stare from a lot. No, very engaging, very nice man. Yeah, a lot of great people uh, in and around the city of Calgary here. There, so I have I brought I brought to the studio today an official. 20th anniversary of the Pizza Pig Out official pizza voting card. You brought a ballot home. I did. I don't think you're supposed to take those out of the booths, George. No, I think I, that's. But I well, again, I, I think I'll I'll get pardoned by Eric <laughs> for this because I, I definitely I just want it for the people who've never been there. You, yeah, you, you vote. Right? Yeah, yeah. Go sure. around, vote on the and like pizza pizzerias around here take this very seriously as oh, they should. Yeah, it, like 
I was going to pizzerias and they were like, this one won last year. Like they're they're very yeah. sure to make sure that you yeah. know. Delicious all over the place. Oh yeah. Uh definitely uh put it on your calendar for next year. So uh I see this on on on, on the ballot. It mm-hmm. says uh pizza variety categories, award category, uh personal favorite, Hawaiian, meat lovers, chicken, most unique, gluten free, veggie. Oh. So there's two things that have been omitted. From this ballot. What have been omitted? Number one is mouthfeel. There is no <laughs> mouthfeel on this ballot. Number two, there's no... If I, my voice cracks. Number two. Number two. Hey, guys, if I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. Anybody order the number two? Hey, Alex, can we take some texts? <laughs> number two. Yeah. Uh, no sensation on your mouth skin <laughs> at all for the pizza. So the ballot's very... I'm still going to send this in. Like, there's time. Is there? Well... Are they still taking ballots? Well, it's just... I'm sure there's a big truck somewhere of mail-in pizza mail-in ballots. Pizza ballots. That, that will pop up people somewhere. People are pulling out of their pockets yeah, this morning. And I oh, I probably fire my, this in a box. Fire yeah. my ballot in there. But there was some tasty pizza. And a lot of fun was had by all last night. But 1 a.m. is when I jumped in the Uber last night after Pizza Pig Up because that's a lesson to all you kids out there. Well, you've learned two things. What have we learned? Number one is what a hooker's breakfast is. And number two, Mm -hmm. never leave the blackjack table when you're on a heater. I don't care if your significant other is going into labor Mm -hmm. and you're on a heater at the table. By the way, if you're at the blackjack table, you're supposed to go into labor. That's something you should discuss and maybe have an intervention with. But regardless, when you're on a heater, do not leave the blackjack table. You should have never said that. It's yeah, it's a good but point. No, but yeah, right, sure. you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blackjack table. Same as a craps table. Yeah, you got one guy throwing dice and he's going for five, ten rolls. What are you going to do? Get he's up and making leave? Number after mm-hmm. making number. Coward. Yeah, you can't leave. And then I was maybe coaching is a strong word. <laughs> I was assisting some of the gentlemen at the blackjack table. Oh, okay, yeah. There were there were some younger lads there. Mm. And then they all started just looking at me. What they should? Did you spill coffee all over yourself? Just I don't know. Like, I no, thought you're, I did. You're fine. You're still dry. So there were some younger gentlemen at the table. Yeah, and I helped them out. Hey, what should I do here? What should I do here? A couple of them cashed out, and they had big smiles on their face. Did you ask them for a cut? No, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't know. I, I was happy for them. They wanted like a handshake hug, but I just fist bumped. I'm like, hey, congratulations. Yeah, fist, fist bumps were. At that yeah. point of the night, I think it's a fist bump type, yeah. type of hour. There was a lot of handshaking uh, last night. Uh, great night last night. Pizza Pig Out. Uh, if you've never been, uh, again, uh, tickets, I guess, in like 10 months from now. Uh, so Probably. Yeah. Uh, it was a great job. I'd by, grab them, uh, though. Eric Francis uh, puts a lot of work into it. It was it was run There's so There's so smoothly. many people there that you'll be like, wow, that's so great. Like There was probably, what, a dozen Stampeders wandering yeah. around. Shout out Marcella's Branch for winning the pizza eating contest. He did. Defensive back for the Stampeders. Uh, John Bender was there. Tammy Truman was there. The list goes on. Um, you mentioned Brad. So Daryl Sutter was yep, there. Yep. It was a star-studded affair last night. Needless to say. Like, people we have on the radio station. Yeah. Uh, our Pat Steinberg was there, but he disappeared like a ninja. Oh, he was... Yeah, Pat Steinberg was like, hey, Finish here's my show? two drink tickets. See ya. Talk to you tomorrow on the radio. Boom. See ya, Patty. Great job. Um, unfortunately, our technical director, um, 
I got I got so many people asking me last night at the Pizza Pig Out. What's going on with Brody on the B? What's going on? What's, what's going on? Brody our man on the Alex B, Brody is in today. Yep. And we have we have we have a new member to the show today. Uh, Garrett Garrett's in. Uh, Alex has been a little under the weather. So Alex, I yeah, I know you're 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 feeling a little better today. Your trooper coming in. Uh, although we don't want you to disease us yeah, on this side of the us. room. So don't get stay on us. that side. Yeah. Even maybe close the door so the germs can stay on that side of the studio. <laughs> but we'll do Brody on the beat next week so when you're 100% healthy and ready to, to really take the pulse of the Calgary sports fan. Love it. Okay. Did you actually, were people actually asking you about Brody on the beat? Yes. What? Uh, totally. Yes. Yeah. When I lie, I like to talk in this voice. I no, talk I'm just saying. really slow. I don't, like, I don't want to disappoint you, but. I I sang your praises last night I appreciate about what it. a great job it is, and you and Patty Dumont do a great job, and you guys are very invested. It's true. George was like Kanye West to Taylor Swift when Eric was trying to give his speech about raising money and stuff. Maybe, he was trying to grab maybe the not, microphone. Maybe not associate me with Kanye oh, yeah, West. Yeah, that's in any actually way. yeah. Not probably the best time to be Kanye. That's West. A really bad. Yeah, yeah. That's George was talking to the ladies like Bill Cosby would last <laughs> night. Like he might as well have said that. Have this drink. Like you can't do that. Oh, I can't reference. No, you can't. That's do that. too bad. I can't, can't reference no, him for the rest of our the, lives. Hey, no. Damn. You can't throw the Kanye West thing. Yeah, there. that's true. But Alex will be out because uh, again, health is first and foremost nowadays. So Brody on the beat's going to return next week. We got some good questions that we started to wrangle up. Yeah, that are going to be very good. Um, I'm excited to get the pulse. I also we also met uh, Tommy Tommy Wilden last night. Great flow on Tommy. Good. Absolute spectacular flow. Great salad, and yeah. I can't wait till he joins us as like our World Cup correspondent. Yeah, he was excited for that. He was. He was fired up. Because something about uh, an, an accent from the UK and talking about soccer just adds a lot more validity to it. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's like if uh, I'm hearing someone talk about like horse racing, I right. almost want them to have like a southern drawl. Or maybe like a raspy... Like very degenerate sounding voice, like yeah. my former co-host on Inside the Line, Steve Rapp. Yeah, like like, like you when he hear. gives me betting advice, yeah. I trust him. Right, and like it sounds like you don't want to owe him money. Like <laughs> Big he's time. that type of voice. Big time. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna have Tommy on too. Uh, ran into him last night. Great guy. He's gonna be a World Cup correspondent, and I can't wait till we go Brody on the beat talking about the World Cup of soccer. It's not like we're going to be super in-depth about the World Cup. Oh, what do you think the chances of Qatar getting out of the group stage? We're not going to ask questions like that. And the chance is zero, by the way. But we're not going to ask questions about that. But we're going to definitely focus in on Canada. Which I'm excited for. And I'm, I'm hearing what I've heard Yeah, is that apparently the bars will be open super early for Canada matches here. I would assume so. Like, I remember going back to Olympics, like going up to some bars at like 4 a.m. to watch the gold medal game because it was at 4 or 5 a.m. here. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. There's a handful of pubs in the city that really support uh, the footy. Yeah. Ship, Rose, those type of places. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Alex Brody, our technical director, definitely um, is a big soccer guy. Him and Patty Dumont are big, big soccer guys. Big footy. Yeah, you guys always are going off in here, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm And then I like home, to talk guys. to them about my bad beats betting European soccer. But uh, again, uh, they're going to help us out, talk about Canada in their quest uh, to at least get out of the group stage of the World Cup. So Tommy's going to help us out with that. Uh, we had a lot of requests, for more Stampeder talk, maybe, especially with the playoffs around the corner. Yep. 
We'll so get into that. We might do that next week. Big time. Too. So we got a lot of information thrown our way last night, and everyone uh, was super nice. Um, Flames battle Alberta tomorrow. This this long layoff is a killer because it's a buzzkill. Because it's like, okay. oh, man, if we didn't have the pig out, I don't know what we would have done for three days. No, but that's what I mean. Like, it's such the schedule. They don't need this time off now. And But, but maybe it is a blessing because apparently at the practice yesterday, uh, they skated like nobody's business. And then even guys stayed after and still got extra work in because that's what savages this team is. Yep. But uh, even people around the team yesterday said, I've never seen them skate this much during a practice. So Daryl had them up and down the ice last night or yesterday. And then guys literally stayed after to get extra work in. That I think that's just a testament to how serious this team is I, about getting that W on Saturday. I believe today is an off day, but listen, this is the big one. Like you, like we've talked about, you only face him three times. Which is so dumb. Debacle in the postseason last year against this same group. I think that's fair. Try and avenge as many of those downfalls that you can in the regular season mm-hmm. and feel as good as possible about your game against the Oilers. Because the other thing, too, is you're not going to have that April 3rd, April 4th matchup at the end of the season to, you know, do that measuring stick, test the waters, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be... A, sure, yeah, exactly. Measuring stick, it's it's not going to be there. The last game is December 27th between these two teams. And like you mentioned, the way these two clubs are playing out of the gate, probably if all things go to plan for both these clubs, they'll face off in the postseason in the first or second round. So, I don't know, man. Like, I... There's some big demons that need to be avenged for several players on this team against the Oilers, mm. and I'm intrigued to see how they handle it in these next couple of games. Yeah, I'm also intrigued uh, to see who's starting in goal. I would imagine it's Jacob Markstrom, but according to what Daryl Sutter said and what Julian McKenzie was telling us yesterday, Coach did say he wants to get him in once a week, so that means Saturday could be another Dan Vladar start. But I would be very surprised if it's not Jacob Markstrom in that tomorrow night. Like... As much as Daryl Sutter said, I would like to play right. Dan Vladar once a week, 26 times, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. That was two weeks ago. That could have vastly changed. And frankly, like, I don't know. The, the goaltending situation feels like, a, like there's a, a general plan to it. But to a certain extent, you get into it and you get to the morning of and, and you almost got your finger on the pulse and see how it feels. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, I think Dan Vladar is going to get his time to play, but I wouldn't play him here. I, If you play him here, that's a full week off for Jacob Markstrom. And the flip side of that is, okay, then it's two weeks off for Dan Vladar. Well, that's too bad. That's, that's your well, backup that's, goaltender. That's, that's your gig. job. Yeah. So I would much rather have my number one goaltender not sit for a week when he doesn't really need it. He's not banged up. He's not playing and, poor and or anything like that. especially he's coming off the best game of the season. Exactly. But I he want was him to fighting get, it a little bit at the beginning of the season. I want him to continue to try and build on Stay that. Stay sharp. Exactly. So I I would be pretty shocked if it was Dan Vladar going against the Oilers tomorrow. Uh, we're, you and I are razor sharp this morning, by uh, the way. Maybe as sharp as a bag of wet hair, but we're sharp. Um, yeah, we're about as sharp as Millsy's old pads yeah. filled with deer, deer hair. hair. Yeah, those <laughs> things are super heavy back in the day. Um. 960-960, name and location. Uh, give us a fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true. But it has to be fun. And I'm going to say this word, the funnest fact. 
Uh, probably going to win you Flames and Oilers tickets tomorrow night for the Battle of Alberta. It's lower bowl, too. And we had a guy uh, tweet us last week. Or, oh, why did you have to say it's lower bowl? Like, because I don't know, I don't like, know. fun to sit in the lower bowl. People get mad about the stupidest things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, does, did they make you say that? Well, they just, we're giving you free tickets. Does it matter? Yeah, no, like, oh, no, we're giving you the last row at the dome. You're sitting in the corner at the, no, we're giving you good seats. And the best fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true is going to win tickets this morning. That's that easy. And Just, you get to go watch, like, Kyler Yamamoto. Yessi Puyarvi. Yessi Puyarvi. Yeah. Derek Ryan. Um, Ryan Murray. Zach, you get to see Zach Hyman. Um, you can watch maybe Stuart Skinner and sit on the bench. You could you could actually look. You can wonder how the hell is Cody Cece a top pair defenseman? Yeah, you could do that. In what, in what world does that make any sense? Yeah, you could watch Darnell Nurse skate around there and beat people up. Yep, do that type of thing at nine and a quarter million dollars. You can watch Tyson Berry shy away from all physicality. Yeah, you, you can do that. That's too. available for you. As I've an option. seen a lot of that. Oh, and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl yeah, yeah, will okay, also whatever. probably be Yeah, there. I know they're awesome. They're and also Evan, and Evander Kane. I'm yeah. sure we'll have... Uh, maybe this is the game him and Naz mix it up a little bit. Maybe this is the game. Stir the pot. Yeah, because they didn't really get into it in the no, first game. No, they didn't. But now it's different when they're here. And you got the win in the first game. Yeah. So, so many storylines when you play the oil. Is Jack Campbell going to be if I'm, good? If I'm a Flames fan, I want Jack. Forget that Stuart Skinner who's stopping everything. They barely won last night, and you get to it in the Rose Report. But Jack Campbell, again, having difficulty. Uh, he's a pretty good goaltender. The only problem is stopping pucks right now. Yeah, that's, that's the, the hard only part. issue he's that's having right difficult now. difficult part. All right. Rose it's tough Rep- when you need six to beat the Yeah. The what, sorry? The uh, okay, because I don't think you said that. But you can definitely <laughs> click that. You definitely clipped that one. That's a good uh, time yeah. to sell the podcast. Google, yeah. Spotify, Amazon, yeah. and Apple. That'll be up just after yeah, 7 I would o'clock. Def- I would definitely hear that. Listen to uh, Black Hawks. Yeah, very. Make sure you enunciate that one through and through. Now, here's more of the best of the big show with Russick and Rose. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We're right now on the Atlas Pizza guest hotline. Five-time WWF champion, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, proud Calgarian. We say good morning to Brett, the Hitman Hart. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for jumping on uh, this morning. Big Battle of Alberta tomorrow, Flames and Oilers. What does the Battle of Alberta mean to you? Um, you know, it's 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 something that's born into you here. If you've if you've been here as long as I have, you know, you I've learned all my life that there's no bigger rivalry than the one we have with Edmonton. It's almost more important than uh, than winning, period. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've traveled around uh, North America. You've been to so many cities. Is there a rivalry you can think of that even comes close to this one in sports in North America that you've experienced? Um, you know, I, I remember when I used to wrestle, there was always uh, such a tension between New York and Boston. That'd be... Mm. That would be comparable to the Edmonton Calgary. Uh, maybe, um, you know, maybe there's a few others that are similar to that. But uh, <clears throat> for me, that's always been the, you know, the it's, it's almost part of being uh, a Calgarian to to hold the, your fist up towards Edmonton, mm. and shake shake it every <laughs> at least once every day. Well, 
what, uh, Brett? What's your uh, what's your favorite thing about Edmonton? Because uh, I'm sure you've been there many times. And what's your least favorite thing about Edmonton? Um, you know, my dad was from Edmonton, so in my family, you know, we we were notoriously always Edmonton Eskimo fans because my dad played with the, the 1938 uh, Edmonton Eskimos, so. Actually, in my family, we were—I hate to say it—we were often uh, torn down the middle of between Edmonton and Calgary. It was uh, wow. In foot, in football, we kind of almost had to be an Eskimo fan, but uh, over the years, that's slowly been modified. Um, <laughs> it's uh, selective memory, you know, where we just <laughs> over the over the time. I think the younger generation was uh, adamantly a. Uh, you know, we're Calgary fans, like Stampeder fans and Flames fans. So it's slowly, it's uh, like, it's turned around a full, full cycle. So we're, we're Calgary all the way now. There's no hardly a trace of Edmonton left. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we've kind of scorched all that out. We're diehard Calgary fans now. So, Well, that's great. Um, Brett, how often are you getting down to the Dome? Because it was just on the last broadcast. We saw you getting a little bit of a, a tour of the press box and everything. Well, that was uh, it was a fun night for me, and I'm really, um, you know, pretty positive about how Calgary's playing. They're playing great. Uh, you know, Daryl's done a great job of, you know, sort of rebuilding the team from what looked like a uh, uh, decimation last year when we lost uh, Kachuk and uh, mm-hmm. Monahan and everybody. But it's, I really like what where the team's going. I like how they're playing. They're they're really playing like a team, and I'm I'm really, uh, you know really surprised at uh what a what a what a strong showing we've made this so far this year. I thought it was a great game. I loved watching it. And uh I'm optimistic about uh Calgary's prospects for the next little while. You know what a what a good leader can do for a group. Um I, I'm sure you've been around Daryl Sutter a little bit. What what have been kind of your takeaways maybe as far as how he's able to lead this group of Calgary Flames and make everybody around him better? Um, you know, I think it's just that sort of overall respect and sort of understanding of his uh, way of getting the message down to his players. I, he's the kind of coach that I would love to play for. Um, he rewards the players that work hard. He, he's, um, I, I love how he, he's just so, um, in control and sort of calm and, uh, uh, just, uh, he's just the kind of guy that I would love to play for. I, I, I love coaches like Daryl Sutter and just how he approaches everything. And, uh, you know, every, every time I've, I've been around him and seen him, what a great guy he is, uh, off, off, off the, off the ice, but on the ice, he just seems so focused and so clear in what he's trying to do, and uh, he seems to be able to get that message down to all the players. And uh, I just, I just love that approach that he has. Um, Brett, isn't isn't Daryl Sutter maybe uh, a, something that we could all look at in life? A guy that maybe a lot of people would consider being an old school coach, but he wouldn't be coaching in today's game if he didn't adapt to today's style and how to coach today's player. Uh, isn't that just a testament to what kind of person Daryl Sutter is that he's able to do that and still do this at such a high elite level when maybe some people would say he's too old school, but in fact, that's not even remotely true. I would say that's uh, exactly what I, what I would say. Like he's, um, he's so, so sort of, um, 
in control all the time that, that you just feel, I just feel like there's a, a great sense of trust in that there's really a captain on the team, like a captain that knows what he's doing, a, a coach that uh, has a plan and uh, articulates that plan every night and, and gets his team to, to follow uh, whatever the the plan is. And uh, I really, uh, I've always had a lot of respect for, for, for Daryl as a coach and uh Especially, like I said, I think uh, most Flames fans were really, um, you know, you know, discouraged. I think last year at the end of the season when they when they started to lose some of the, the big names off the team, and uh, it was kind of like, oh, I guess we're going to be rebuilding like completely, and uh, it didn't look very, you know, I wasn't very optimistic about the prospects for this season, and uh, I mean that went right up until the season started, and. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised that they look, they're playing great. And, uh, I really like, I really like what I saw and it's, I, I can only assume it's going to get better and better every, every week. And I think mm-hmm. Calgary's going to make a real show this year. Uh, Brett Hart joining us here on the big show in the morning, Russick and Rose and Brett coming up on Saturday, dungeon wrestling presents wrestle ween live wrestling here in calgary the main event is davy boy smith jr against nick aldis for the Stu hart heritage championship can you tell us a little bit about this event that uh, is happening on saturday well it's um you know it's uh <clears throat> my son dallas has got a, a wrestling promotion that he's trying to get started here in calgary and uh it's basically a throwback to the old Stampede Wrestling. Uh, he's got some really good wrestlers. Anyone that sort of um, has missed that old kind of Stampede Wrestling, it's going to be at the Victoria Pavilion. And he's got a really excellent little card. Like um, he's got uh, Harry Smith uh, or David Davy Smith, David Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Harry is a Davy's son, and he's going to be wrestling for the Stu Hart. Uh, Heritage belt against a guy named Nick Aldis, who's a former world champion, one of the best wrestlers that uh, you're going to see in a long time. And it's going to be maybe the best wrestling card in Calgary since, uh, like, since prior to any of the WWE shows that have been, but they have been around much in the last three years because of the COVID. So mm. anyone that's kind of missed their wrestling, it's a great time to go down to the Victoria Pavilion where every seat in the building is, um, is, is a perfect seat. I mean, I, I just have so much uh, love for the old Victoria Pavilion and just the idea that wrestling's going to be back in there and it's going to be a great card. It's going to be a Halloween contest for, for the kids and they get some great prizes for anybody that wants to dress up as uh, Undertaker or whatever they want to go mm. to as the, for mm. a Halloween contest. But it's going to be a fun night and uh, I know that they got the the Flames will be rocking over at the Dome right next door, but uh, it starts earlier than the hockey game. It starts at 6 o'clock, and uh, mm. I just hope that uh, anybody that's thinking, geez, what are we going to do with the kids for Halloween, that mm. they might go, you know, let's go take in the wrestling like the old days, the old Victoria Pavilion. And uh, I know it's called Dungeon Wrestling, but it's basically, I think, uh, uh, bringing back Stampede Wrestling the way it used to be. And it's some, some good, really good matches. We got the uh, Dynamite Kids' uh, two nephews, who are the, the Billington Bulldogs, they're called, and they're they're from England, and they'll be wrestling against uh, the Bollywood Boys, and we got the, we got all kinds of uh, local great wrestlers are going to put on some great matches, and I know that uh, it's uh, sort of the first time show for my son Dallas, so it's a big night for him, mm-hmm. and I just hope people will come out and uh, support uh, what hopefully could be a rebirth of 
uh, dungeon wrestling in, in, in Calgary that would bring back like Stampede Wrestling where every Friday you have a, a wrestling show you go to and take the kids to. And I think um, it's a, it's it's a, something that's been missing for a long time. I'd love to see uh, wrestling revived in Calgary on a local level. You can get tickets at eventbrite.ca. There's a meet and greet at 4 o'clock. And uh, like Brett said, bell time is going to be 6 o'clock. You mentioned a Halloween contest, Brett. I have a question. I'm sure that you've seen many people dressed up in your iconic fit from your wrestling days. Um, what are the must-haves if someone is dressing up like Bret Hart for Halloween? <laughs> I feel like we know a few of them, but I'm interested to get your answer. Well, I think, you know, it's you have to have a lot of discretion. <laughs> but I think... Uh, <laughs> I think the hard part, the hardest part I can prepare you for is uh, the hair, getting the hair right, the shades. Uh, yep. I think if you can get that right, you know, that's the most important part. And, uh, you know, you just got to get some Hitman shades. They're not hard to find. You can find those. And, uh, you know, they got some great, um, you know, like uh, Halloween outfits that you can buy of, you know, and I'm lucky they have Bret Hart outfits out there that, you know, kids can dress up as me or people can dress up as me. And, mm-hmm. and same with Undertaker or Stone Cold Steve Austin or different. I'm sure they got outfits for whatever wrestler you can think of. But all I can say is whatever you do, don't wear Hulk Hogan. Okay. Don't do the Hulk Hogan. Don't right. do the Hulk Hogan. Go with the Bret Hart. You got to go. Yeah, look. for sure. I have to ask you, uh, wh- where, where where did the glasses come from? Like, uh, did you, were you out one time? You're like, man, I, I got to start wearing those to the ring. What's the genesis behind those iconic sunglasses, Bret Hart? Well, you know, the, it, the truth is that about a few weeks before I started WWF, I had a guy at the Calgary Mohawk. Uh, we're, we're the wrestlers. We used to always drive up to Edmonton. We used to park at the old Calgary Mohawk. Of, um, it was on 16th Avenue. And we would uh, <clears throat> pull in there, and I remember some guy ran up, and he goes, I don't have any money for gas, and uh, I need some money for gas. And he, he had a pair of sunglasses. He goes, can I sell you a pair of sunglasses? I got these right here. And he had a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses that had uh, the mirrored shades on the front. And uh, mm. I remember I, I gave him 20 bucks, and he gave me the glasses. And uh, a few weeks later, when I was in WWF, um, I remember I did an interview for, for them. And I, the interviews were my hardest or weakest area in those days. I wasn't the greatest promo guy. And I remember I, I did an interview and I was, I, I looked so scared in front of the camera, almost like a deer in the headlights. And I, there was something wrong in the technical way. And they, they um, <clears throat> said they had to redo the interview over again. And I realized that when I watched it back, that I, that I could see my eyes twitching all over the place. So that's where the sunglasses came from. I remember oh. Anderson, I ran down the hall and I got the sunglasses and put the sunglasses on and I wore them to kind of hide my eyes show that I wasn't so scared or afraid to intimidated by doing these promos and stuff. But it was hard in those days to do those kind of promos the way the American guys were doing, because they were sort of way ahead of us on that curve. And right. I was around guys like Hulk Hogan and uh, Roddy Piper and all these guys that were just doing these amazing interviews. And uh, I was such a, a lemon in those days for doing that kind of stuff. I was a great wrestler maybe at that time. I still had that potential, but I was not the, uh, the you know the the Mike guy that I would become later on in my career that's for sure uh, that's incredible that some dude who was hard up for gas 
uh, ended up giving you sunglasses. That's kind of like the trademark of your entire WWE Hall of Fame career. Uh, great stuff. Uh, the best there is, uh, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, five-time WWF champion, two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, check out tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at the Victoria Pavilion. Uh, Dungeon Wrestling prevents uh, WrestleWeen. Uh, Brett, great stuff. Uh, I'm sure you'll be saying hi to a lot of fans tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And best of luck to your Calgary Flames this season. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. And uh, everybody have a great Halloween. Oilers play-by-play voice for 630 Chad. Cam, good morning. How are you? Good morning. What's going on there today? Uh, um, I'm worried. I'm thinking about, uh, and we talked about it, rats. Apparently there's no rats <laughs> in Alberta, Cam. Can you confirm or deny this? Because I'm a little skeptical. Well, I've, I've never seen one. So I, I, I don't know. I, not even in your, not even and, your and, travels. And to, Cam was in Red Deer for a while, too. 22 years. Just a little while. Like even Even at Madison Square Garden, you never saw a rat? Well, I haven't seen any in Alberta. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Not once. So never. Yeah. No rats. I okay. keep telling George. No, all right. right. We don't do rats here, but bro. But do we know the story? What was there like a patron saint of like rats here in Alberta that like like they they used a, a flute and got them all out of the province? Like how did that happen? I don't know. I think Megadeth wrote a story about it. Okay. Megadeth. Isn't there isn't there a Megadeth song? Symphony of Destruction okay. about the Pied Piper led the rats out. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's that's pretty good. I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cam, uh, I have yeah. to ask you: when Connor McDavid scores a hat trick, I know you have to get excited and it's awesome. But how much do fans in Edmonton take him for granted when he does something like that? And we're like, oh yeah, McDavid had a hat trick, but man, Jack Campbell was struggling again last <laughs> night in net. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's the guy's unbelievable. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> Like he's so Great incredible, like, you take him for granted, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he gets taken for granted. I don't. I don't think it's it's to that uh, to that point. I really don't. He's the guys when he when he cranks it, and he looked at like last night. It looked that way from really early in the game. Like there was, you could just see it. There was there was something in his in his step and the way he was playing that he was probably going to have a pretty good night. And as it turns out, he absolutely did. Uh, when he gets going like that, I mean, it's tough to stop. And he was, uh, he just made like so many incredible plays against four points on the night. And uh, they needed him because <laughs> that was a, I don't know if you guys watched the game, but it was, uh, it was bizarre. Mm. It's been a weird night. A lot of power plays. Ten power plays, and the other had seven. Yeah, that's just yeah. That that's not ideal. Um, do you get caught sometimes in awe of him? Then you're like, okay, I got I got to talk because I'm I'm the radio guy. Like I gotta I gotta <laughs> tell you what's happening because he does some things that are so jaw dropping. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. What I've noticed is is you can't um, assume that if he has the puck in like a non-scoring position that you can't assume it's just going to stay in a non-scoring position. Like he can turn that into a scoring play really fast uh, before you, before you even comprehend it. So you have to assume I've, I've noticed that um, no matter what, he can turn that into a, a scoring chance. So you don't want to get caught off guard 
a few times early on, maybe I got caught off guard, just thinking, <laughs> oh, well, maybe he's just going to drive this wide and take it behind the net, or, or he's up near the blue line, and, and there's, you know, two defenders between him and the goal, so... You know, in your head, you like you know that's not an uh, an imminent scoring opportunity, and then it is. So you, you have to you have to keep that in mind. It it's it's intriguing to watch him play every time he moves around the ice. It's it's something new. It's something exciting. It's something fun. And they've got two of them up in Edmonton. The other guy's Leon Dreisaitl. How much have you noticed, maybe? Like we we know how much he had to change his style of play last year in the postseason because of his injury. He was basically a stationary player and an elite one at that. We saw him put up a ton of points against the Flames. How much did that help him become an even better player this year? Because now he knows that okay, I can do all this stationary. Obviously, I can use my feet now, but I have that at my disposal too. Yeah, last year in the playoffs, I mean that was that was incredibly special. Um, to do what he did, uh, given the situation after he got hauled down in that LA series, like mm-hmm. it's it's amazing he just kept playing and and to put up the numbers that he did. I mean that's I don't know I just, just thought it was it was crazy. Like oh I I don't know how he did it, but yeah I mean this year he's he's right back to to where he was. He's he's an elite passer. I mean mm-hmm. this this guy can just throw it on the tape forehand backhand. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's got the good one timer, and it turned out that uh, that was really needed last night in the last minute because that that landed up being the game winner. And he had had opportunities earlier in the game with similar type one timers that were either stopped by Alex Stalock or or missed the mark, mm. and and he found it you know late, which was good. It was his birthday yesterday? He turned twenty seven seasons. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was, he's he's a, a you know he's a special player. He's different, you know, different player, different mm-hmm. type of player than Connor McDavid, but also, you know, incredibly, um, in, in incredibly good at at what he does, and that's you know, making those great passes and those one timers off the side, and, and and those two complement each other well. Although you know they haven't played, you know, they play together on the power play. They haven't played together a lot, you know, so far this year. Cam, just when it comes to Dreisaitl, is he deceptively faster than what he actually looks like? Because he doesn't. So. Sometimes he doesn't look that fast on the ice, but guys still aren't catching him. Like he just because he's so wide. Maybe is that what it is? Yeah, and I think because it's a longer stride. Mm. Um, I think there's that deception that yeah, you're right. You know, you look, you think, oh, he's just you know going at a at a leisurely pace. Yeah, and, and you're right. <laughs> Nobody catches him. No. Um, yeah, I think it's that longer stride. If he was taking shorter strides, uh, it would probably look it would look faster. But yeah, his, his speed seems to be pretty good. This is going to be uh, going to be some game tomorrow night. These these Battle of Alberta's are fun, aren't they? Oh man, they're the best. All right, it's it's going to be so much fun. We're very much looking forward to it. Um, I did want to ask you as well, just with Jay Woodcroft and these two, you know, nuclear weapons he's got on his roster. How often has he had to put them together this season? Because we've seen it in years past. Yeah, uh, a little bit. It, it's happened a bit uh, early in the season when the Oilers were chasing games because mm-hmm. they were chasing games. Um, he has uh, has done that from time to time. But he did uh, 
Jay switched up the lines in the Pittsburgh game on Monday when uh, the Oilers were down 3-1 and they were able to come back and win it. Uh, he kind of he, he, he moved uh, the lines around. At one point, it was McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto, uh, Dreisaitl with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. And he switched that around. McDavid was playing with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman and then dry settle with Kane and Yamamoto. And that seemed to spark something, um, you know, because dry settle and David do spend a lot of time together, you know, when they, when they're on the power play, but that, that sparks. And the third line's been playing quite well. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to um, mix that up at all because they'd been quite effective. Uh, Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogel, Yasser Pugliarvi. It's resulted in some goals, but it has certainly resulted in a lot of play in the opposition end. Um, but yeah, that's they've been so that that more than anything, I think that that little switch on Monday uh, in the Pittsburgh game seemed to seemed to to spark something, and um, they all started going in a pretty good uh, direction. And then Dylan Holloway came back into the lineup uh, last night, so he got back in. He got hurt in that game against Buffalo. So, and they were at one point they were going with eleven and seven for a few games, but with Holloway back, they were back to twelve and six. Mm-hmm. What is the rationale with R&H moving up to play in the top six on the wing and McLeod being that third-line center? Because I look at both these guys, and I think they're both good options to be the third-line centermen. Um, both have the speed and the skill to play in the top six as well. So how did it end up that r has moved up and we've seen McLeod be the third-line center? Well, I think it's a couple of things. I, I think it's, one, I think Ryan McLeod is you know, still very early in his NHL career, I think it's like 89 games in, but I think he's earned um, the opportunity to to center that line with because of his play and because the team needed you know a little spark there because again early in the season they were chasing some games uh, that uh, Nugent Hopkins moved up to the top six to help infuse some offense into that top six and it's absolutely done that. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has had a, a wonderful start to the season. And I think because of McLeod's play early on this year, because he's just, it just looks like he's making that next step in his development. Like he's, he's, you know, got to the, to the point where he can do this um, because he's, you know, continued to work at his craft and, and continues to, uh, you know, improve that uh, you're confident in having him center the third line. He's done very well. And also because you want that, that extra offense in the top six news in Hopkins, you can play center or play the wing, but he's, he's playing the wing right now, although he's taken you know quite a few draws in, in the last few games, um, you know, that's, so it's worked out pretty good. It, it's nice to have, I, I think to have that, um, the versatility uh, of those players that you can move that around a little. Cam Moon is the voice of the Oilers on 6.30. Chad in Edmonton joining us here on the Atlas Pizza guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 9.60, the fan. How's Evander Kane playing so far this season? Well, it looked like a little, um, a little slow out of the gate. Mm. And then um, and then it's picked it up here in the, in the last few games. Uh, he, he's, got, you know, he's got that strength and, and that willingness. To, to go to the front of the net. So it just, um, I don't know if it just wasn't clicking for him early or what, 
Um, but it's it's certainly come on here lately, so a good sign. Um, he, along with a lot of players in yesterday's game, were, were certainly spending a lot of time to, going towards the penalty box. Um, that was a weird game. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that, but um, I know he was getting frustrated by it all. Uh, hmm. A lot of people were. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether you're on the Oilers side or whether you're on the Chicago side, because that was uh, it was different. It was different, that's for sure. But he, I, I think he's playing really well right now. Do you expect maybe something between him and Kadri tomorrow night? Oh, who knows? I, I think the game will dictate that. I don't think that's mm. something that's um, you know predetermined in any way. So if, if the game doesn't dictate it, then no. But you know, if somebody's battling for position somewhere and and it it tends to escalate at times. And if it does, well, it does. But I mean, those those days of of, uh, you know, Dave Brown and, and Stu Grimson and, and all that stuff in, in the Battle of Alberta, I think those are long gone. How is the temperature on the blue line with this group right now? Well, um it's been, you know, it's been, I don't know how to describe it because at times it's been 11 and 7 and it's been spread out. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Niemelainen has come in and, and played pretty well. But, you know, you just, you look at it and, uh, you know, there's been some games where they've given up a lot of goals. I'm, I'm not hanging that on, I'm hanging that on, on, all, on everybody, quite honestly. That's, I'm not hanging that on just defense and not hanging out on goaltenders or just forwards. I think that's, you can spread that out amongst the team um, in some games where they've, they've given up more than they would have liked. But uh, I, I think it's, it's continued to evolve. And, and I, I look at, um, you know, the, the top pairing. Well, and, and when there's seven, sometimes there aren't really pairings um, because it moves around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Darnell Nurse and, and Cody Ceci, I think they've played, uh, they've played quite well. Um, Tyson Berry has been, you know, incredibly effective on the power play and continues to. And, and Evan Bouchard sees a little time on that power play, but um, not as much as Tyson Berry. But Berry's a big part of that, that power play, and it's been good. Um, and they went um, three for seven last night, so they, you know, continue to, to put up pretty good numbers. So, yeah, and Brett Kulak is a guy that, you know, when he came over last year in that deal with uh, with Montreal, I was like, oh, good, you know, Brett Kulak will come in. And and, and maybe my expectation level wasn't um, wasn't high. I just, you know, thought he'd come in and, and be, a, you know, a good serviceable defenseman. And he's been all of that and, and, and more, like, quite honestly. So, and great to have him come back this year. So, you know, certainly there's – you're going to have ups and downs over the course of the year. You absolutely are. Um, and, and for the Oilers, I mean, the big test is, is a team like Calgary. Like, they, they weren't ready out of the gate the last time they played them, and they chased that game. And they got it to 4-3, and we had a wonderful finish, and, and the Flames won it, and they deserved to win it. Uh, but they're a good test because that's, a, that's a, you know, upper echelon NHL team you guys got, you guys have over there. So, I, I think this is this is good for the Oilers right now to see where they're at because they, the, in the first game um, they weren't ready for it, and the Flames went and took it, and the Oilers had you know, a couple of wins here on on the road, 
I thought they played really well in St. Louis on uh, Wednesday. Last night's game was up and down and really bizarre, but you know they found a way to win it. Um, but it was it was just it was a penalty fest. So it was, you were always mm-hmm. on, uh, on the power player penalty kill. You're rarely playing five on five. But yeah, I think it'll be a good it'll be a good test for this this team on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Cam, I know when your 23 year old backup goaltender looks fantastic, uh, any organization would take that. And wow, that that's great that we can put our backup in there and give us great minutes. But is there a chance that uh, there might be this could get really messy in the Edmonton crease if Campbell continues to struggle and Stuart Skinner continues to be incredible like he has been for the season so far? And I know it's weird to say because they gave Jack Campbell all that money, but is there a chance it could get messy in the crease in Edmonton because this kid's playing so well? Well, I, I, but I, I, if you just look at the numbers and go, you know, Campbell's Jack Campbell's goals against is three eight nine is is your save percentage is is under nine hundred. You could say he struggled, but I, I'm watching every minute, and and I am hypersensitive to goaltenders, but I, I wouldn't say that's the case. He's played really well in some games where the team has been incredibly loose defensively if that's the way I can put it Mm. and has made big saves at big times Um, uh, and I think last night the the only the only goal I think he'd like to have back was the breakaway because it went under his pad but the other goals I mean those those were goals (laughs) they were legitimate goals Uh, so I, I I can't you know, I can't hang that on him, even though at the end of the night you look at it and he's, he's given up five. Um, the, the, the Pittsburgh games, you know, another, you know, one of those ones where, where the Penguins made some plays and, and they scored on the power play early, and, but the Oilers come back and, and they score some goals. So do I think – no, I don't think it get messy at all. I mean, if a guy's playing well, hmm. he should play. And, and Stuart Skinner is – is emerging as an NHL goaltender, and I think he's he's going to earn starts. And if he plays well, then he should play. Like whatever, Even coaches don't care what the what the contracts are. Right. They just want guys that can help them win. And and if Stuart Skinner can give the Oilers the best chance to win, then then he's going to play. And if he plays well, he deserves to earn more ice time. It's no different in in Calgary if if Dan Vladar's having some. Some incredible nights. I thought he played really well against uh, the Oilers in that that first game. Then he deserves to to get more ice time. I know the other other guys got the big contract, but but so what? So yeah. what? I mean, Bill, I, I I don't think there's any potential for controversy. I mean, some fans might think it's controversy, but yeah. within the the confines of of the team, I don't think there would be any. But Stuart Skinner is going to be a good goaltender, and he already is. But he's going to continue to improve, and he's going to continue to push for for time. And, and I mean, I, I think that's that's healthy. I think that's good. And, and quite honestly, I think you know, for the most part, I know there's there's probably been a few over the course of the start of the season to now, uh, where Jack would say that's you know, there's there's a few you'd like to have back. But uh, overall, I think he's played quite well. It's going to be fun to watch on Saturday. Are you coming down to hang out, call the game here? 
I will be there, my friends. Uh, that's a national game, oh, so yes. Jack will do that one on the radio, but I'm there anyway. We're traveling into Calgary today. Well, incredible. Well, hopefully we uh, we get to hang out when you come into the press box and all that jazz. Looking forward to see you, pal. Uh, 